Welcome, everyone. Uh, you will be seeing this on Friday the 13th to, uh, from the Missouri Funeral Directors and Embalmers Association here in Jefferson City. Uh, I say that I am, you're going to be seeing this on Friday the 13th. I'm actually recording this on Thursday. Uh, we've been gone for a couple weeks, and one of the reasons we've been gone for a couple weeks is because we have been installing and having installed a new uh, internet and phone company has come in. So we have new uh, a new phone and internet service. We are hopeful, cross your fingers, uh, that this will provide better uploads for these broadcasts so that they won't be choppy or go blank or anything like that. Uh, knock on wood. Uh, we hope it's better. We know it is less expensive. And so that's important to us as well. The reason I'm recording this on Thursday for broadcast on Friday is because I'll be out of the office on Friday. Uh, and that's because we've had a rather uh, sad couple weeks in funeral service here in Missouri. A number of longtime funeral directors, longtime members of the association have passed away over the past couple weeks. Uh, tomorrow I'll be going up to the visitation for Austin Lane in St. Louis. I know a lot of you know Austin, a legend in funeral service and member of the association. So I'll be going up there for that to pay my respects to uh, Austin and his family and, of course, the funeral home. And then this weekend I'm heading up the other side of the state to Kansas City as longtime member um Big friend of the association, a person I know I talk to at least once a week for a long, long time, and wife of a former board member of our association, Karen Bittaker, passed away this past week, and her funeral is this weekend. So um, anyway, that's why we're recording here today, so that I can uh, head out of town and uh, pay my respects and let the families and friends uh, and the funeral homes themselves know how important these people were to us. So that uh, that if you are in those areas, uh, we have posted the obituary information, uh, sent that out on emails. You can, uh, of course, search and find that yourself. And if you're available to send condolences, we know how much that is appreciated. Uh, talking about something here today. First thing I want to talk about today is something we haven't talked about in a little while, because we haven't had any reason to talk about it necessarily. And it's uh, Missouri Funeral Trust, the Missouri Funeral Trust, the uh, pre-need uh, option that we have for members of the Missouri Funeral Directors and Bombers Association. And the news here, this is great news for those of you that have to go through the audits. The Missouri Funeral Trust, our second audit, the phase two audit of the Missouri Funeral Trust has been completed. And the board, and this is from the letter. I have the letter here from the state board here. A wonderful letter. The board reviews the examination results at their September 21st, 2023 meeting and voted to close the phase two examination. So it's done. <laughs> Woo. And those, as you know, that have to go through these audits, these are a lot of work. They go through a lot of stuff. Uh, at least on this phase two, once again, they were doing a rather extensive financial review and contract review. They looked at thousands and thousands of contracts. They look at all of our deposits. They look at all of our disbursements, make sure all the money's where it's supposed to be, make sure the payouts went the way they were supposed to go, that the money that was collected was properly deposited. And so it's wonderful news 
that the examination is closed with no further need for any further action. I also like to read a little paragraph here because I rather like this paragraph. Uh, Throughout the financial examination process, you are required to provide ongoing responses, meet with the financial examination team, and provide detailed records and information requested by the financial examination team. The board recognizes and appreciates the cooperation you, your staff, and the trustee provided to address any concerns or exceptions. So that's very nice, a nice little note they put on there. Now, needless to say, when you go through, when you have over 20,000 contracts and financial examinations go through every one of the contracts, there are occasions where they did find a few things. Uh, The vast majority of the things, and there weren't many of them, but they found is when uh, our funeral director, pre-need agents out there sometimes, uh, for example, didn't put a phone number for the uh, the provide for the uh, even for the funeral home provider where you're supposed to put your funeral home uh, phone number in or for the purchaser or the beneficiary. Uh, we uh, told the state board, this is how we're going to address that. We're going to double, triple check all the contracts, send them back. But the good news on this is a new uh, option that many of you are getting rolled out to right now, and more of you will get it soon, is our online contract. The Missouri Funeral uh, Trust now has online contracts. If you have not gotten your invite to uh, create a uh, the username and password, all the things you have to do for that, uh, a lot of you have already gotten it. Check your email. If you haven't gotten it yet, you will be getting it soon. And it is a wonderful, wonderful resource because for one thing, you can't leave out the phone numbers. <laughs> if you're filling out the contract online, it, you you got to put something in that field. It won't let you it won't let you submit and print off that contract unless you fill out all of the fields. So that was the one big thing. And I know the state board, when we told them we were moving to that, they were very appreciative of that. They thought, well, that was an excellent idea. The other thing that that does is it adds up all the numbers for you on the Exhibit A, the what is the what we call the Exhibit A. It's effectively the pre-need statement of goods and services where you list all the goods and services that the purchaser is requesting. Um, I've said this for years and years and years. Uh, in my experience here, funeral directors and embalmers are some of the most wonderful people I have met in my entire life. Addition isn't always their strongest <laughs> uh, suit. Uh, and one of the things that, of course, we have to do at the Missouri Funeral Trust is we have to check all those to make sure that the numbers add up. So if you say the contract's $6,500 and you listed all the things, we got to make sure that actually adds up to $6,500. And that's obviously a time-consuming process. Well, the online contracts does it for you. So that's a wonderful thing as well. So the great news there is the audit is done. There is no action being taken. There's no need for any action being taken. The uh, very minor things that popped up like missing phone numbers uh, were taken care of. And on the ones that they found, took care of, took care of all of those. And in the future, uh, as we use these online contracts, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> You're going to have to put it in. Now, of course, there are possible situations where a line item is not doesn't exist. Uh, you can come up with a situation where perhaps a person doesn't have a phone number. That's pretty rare these days. Obviously, if they're in the nursing home or something like that, you can put the nursing home number down. But if you run into an unusual situation where the, that field, there is nothing there, well, that can be taken care of, too. You still need to put something in there 
Uh, but the great thing is you can't accidentally leave something off that should be on there because, as you know, Chapter 436 requires a lot of specific information. And when you're filling out these forms with family, it's easy to maybe skip over a blank or not uh you know, put the date in in the right spot, you put it in the wrong spot or something like that. Well, we don't want that. We do check all those contracts. And when we catch them all, we send them back to you. But with the new online system, that's really going to speed things up and make things a lot easier for you. Uh, John Moore, our past president, and he's also on the board of the Missouri Funeral Trust now, he has been beta testing this for us for the last several weeks. And if you know John Moore, John Moore is not one to pull any punches. If something's wrong, he will tell you it's wrong. And he loves the online contracts. Um, he is just gushing about how easy it is to use. You can take your computer, your tablet, even your phone, and fill all that out with the family, either in your arrangement room or if you have to go out to a nursing home or somewhere like that. He says it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's great. He thinks everybody should start using it. And we hope now, obviously, there are situations where you may not be able to use the online system. I mean, obviously, there, there are circumstances where you just don't have Internet access. You can't uh, get onto it because you're out in a rural area meeting with somebody. We understand that the paper option's not going away. You'll still be able to use paper if you have to. But we want to urge everyone to look into check into the online contract. We uh, uh, sent out invites. Uh, to start using the online contracts to two groups of people. Group number one was people who write a lot of contracts. And so that would be very advantageous to, to them. Group number two is people who have historically had bad handwriting. Because <laughs> that's another issue with the contracts is when those contracts, all Missouri Funeral Trust contracts are uh, entered into an electronic system. Everything is kept electronically, but that means we have to read everybody's handwriting and make sure that we get the names of the, uh, the purchaser and the beneficiary spelled properly. And sometimes that's not always the easiest thing to do is I know yeah, with me and ask the staff around here, my handwriting is horrible. People say I should have been a doctor. My handwriting is so bad. So we understand that, but the online system takes care of that because you're, uh, you're typing it in. You're not handwriting it in. So again, if you've if you've gotten those uh, invites already, please check into it, log on to it, and uh, try it out. Let us know if there's anything that you think that can be changed or added to the electronic system. Give us your feedback. But so far, the people that have used it have loved it. So we want you to try it too, and hopefully, you'll love it as well. So that's the great news from the Missouri Funeral Trust. And uh, going forward, we've had board meetings this week uh, and one of the board meetings uh, we have uh, approved moving forward again this year with an education package that will, if it gets passed and getting things passed in the legislature is difficult these days. We all know that. But if it would get passed, it would allow an alternative path, an alternative path. For you to become a funeral director, funeral director only, without having to take that arts exam. Now, we're not doing away with the arts exam for those of you who want to take it. Our proposal isn't. The legislature has to pass this, of course. The governor has to sign it. But there's no a proposal that would do away with the arts exam for those people that want to take it. And there are some people who will want to continue to use the old system, the, the old apprenticeship system and taking the arts exam, because 
Uh, if you're planning on moving to another state someday, that state may have a reciprocity requirement where you've passed the arts exam. So we don't want to eliminate that for the people who wish to take it. But the fact of the matter is a lot of the people who want to become funeral directors only are people, this might be their second career. They're a retired teacher, a, a police officer, uh, a business person, somebody that works in the community, and they want to work with their local funeral home. They're not planning to move to California or Florida, and they want to become a funeral director. And the arts examination, which is designed for people who graduated from mortuary school, and they, the, the conference who does this makes no bones about that, uh, this test was designed for people who graduated from mortuary school, and it includes a lot of things on embalming for example, that uh, a funeral director only, uh, I don't know why they're, why they're asking those questions, but they, but they do apparently because that's the, uh, the complaints that people make all the time. So uh, this alternative path, it would be a more extensive apprenticeship. You would have to do more uh, cases. You would have benchmarks to make sure that during your apprenticeship, you have done certain things. Make sure that you uh, have had the experiences that the state board thinks is appropriate for you to become a funeral director in Missouri. And we, we intend to work with all stakeholders with this. Uh, any proposal that we come up with is not necessarily the only way to do things. So when this gets uh, finalized and approved by everybody and submitted, uh, we're going to want everybody's feedback. And if there's a good idea out there, uh, we want we want to hear about it. Uh, some other things that we're hoping to do in the legislation would be to eliminate the uh, requirement right now for funeral directors that you cannot take any of the tests until after your apprenticeship was over. Nobody that we've ever talked to from the state, from any stakeholders, from nobody thinks that's a good idea. And frankly, it was probably a mistake when the law was first written. The way the law is written right now, if you're going to be a funeral director, funeral director only, you apply to become a funeral director, then the time period starts running and you have to get your apprenticeship in and you have to take the law exam and the arts exam under the current uh, system. But you're not allowed to take the law exam or the arts exam until after your apprenticeship is over. And that creates a couple problems. One, for some people who may have, it's taken a while for them to get their apprenticeship done. Maybe they don't pass one of the tests the, the first time. Now they're running up against the deadline. The other problem that creates is a gap because a person while they're in an apprenticeship can do all the things a funeral director does under appropriate supervision, of course, but they can do all the things a funeral director does under supervision. Apprenticeship is over on Monday they're not scheduled to take the test for two weeks. Now they can't do any of that stuff because they're not apprentices, but they haven't passed the test yet. So you got a gap in there. Well, the proposal that we are, are going to submit, again, before we do it, it has to get final approval of our board. And I'm working on the rough draft of this this next week. So we have to, I mean, anything that I come up with has to be approved by the board. But the proposal I'm going to work up with, and again, the state board, when we've brought this up to in the past, they agree. They've always agreed with this. Can't speak for them. They're going to have to see the final bill as well, see if they like it as well. But nobody's ever opposed this, is that you'll be able to allow to take those tests during your apprenticeship. Now, you're going to have to, you know, if you don't pass, you're going to have to take it again. But it's be up to the candidate 
to decide if they believe that they're ready to take the test or not. And by able to take those tests during your apprenticeship period, if you pass it, then you won't have that gap period at the end of the apprenticeship. Hopefully with the timing, you'll be getting your license in time so that you can seamlessly transition from an apprentice to a licensed funeral director. So that'll be a good one as well. The other one, of course, we want to do, and everybody we've ever talked to thinks this is a good idea, is to just move the different sections of the statute into their own section so you can understand what the rules are. Right now, and these rules, the statutes go back a long, long time ago, and they got added to and amended and changed over the years. And right now, frankly, if you take a look down in Chapter 333 and try to figure out what the requirements are for funeral director, uh, and bomber, limited funeral director, it is almost impossible to figure out what those what the requirements are because it's jumbled together. You have paragraph one that talks about embalmers, paragraph two talks about funeral directors, paragraph three talks about embalmers again in section one, and in section two, it does the same thing. So the idea is we're going to move everything that has to do with embalmers into one section and everything that that uh, deals with funeral directors into another section. So whichever license you're going for, one, the other, or both, you can simply read the statutes and it'll be clear as to what it is you have to do. Uh, some other cleanup things that we, we're probably going to throw in there. If you have suggestions, let us know. So that's the... Uh, that's the uh, news from Jefferson City here today. Great news for the Missouri Funeral Trust. If you are not a participant of the Missouri Funeral Trust, give us a call. Let us know. There's some great advantages to being a member of a Missouri Funeral Trust. Um, and one just popped up this past week. We had a, uh, and this was a call from a consumer. And uh, generally, we, of course, when a consumer calls us up, we more often than not need to refer them to the state board because they have a problem. Because a lot of people call us up thinking we're the, the government agency and they want us to help them out. And we have to say, no, we're the trade association. Here's the number of the state board. But the situation was somebody, a family found a, a pre-need on somebody. The person's still alive, uh, but it was a pretty old pre-need. The problem is that funeral home had gone out of business a long time ago. Nobody took them over. They just went out of business. And now they're trying to find out where the money is. Again, hopefully the state board can help them out. Maybe attorney general's office can help them out. But that has been a problem over the years, things like that. When you use a third-party seller, and there are other third-party sellers beside the Missouri Funeral Trust, that's true. But if you use a third-party seller like the Missouri Funeral Trust, one of the great advantages you can point out to your consumers, to your families, to your customers, is that that money is not held here at the funeral home. It is, in our case, UMB Bank in St. Louis is the trustee. So even if the unlikely event that something happened to this funeral home, the money is, is still there. It's And it can be transferred to another funeral home without really any hassle whatsoever in that kind of situation. So that is a, a great selling point. Another great selling point, and I'm, I'm meeting with a funeral home uh, this next week or so uh, about this particular situation, is... Uh, any contracts you use with a third-party seller, like the Missouri Funeral Trust, the Missouri Funeral Trust is the seller on those contracts. That means that they don't show up on your annual seller's report. So you don't have to report those. It's the Missouri Funeral Trust's job to report those. And when you get audited, you don't get audited on the contracts that are 
Missouri Funeral Trust contracts because the Missouri Funeral Trust contract is a seller. We're the ones that get audited on that. And in the event that you ever reach a situation, and this is who I'm meeting with next week, um, where you no longer have any pre-need contracts where your funeral home is the seller, you're the provider still, but you're not the seller on any contracts. Well, then at that point, if you feel like it, you don't have to renew your seller's license and you don't have to do that annual report ever again. Now, if you still have contracts out there where you're the seller on, yep, you still got to have that seller's license. You still got to do the annual report. Even if the vast majority of your contracts are with a third party seller. Yeah. Uh, if you still have a few of them, uh, you still have to keep your license up. You still have to do the annual report. But if you ever reach the point where you are no longer the seller on any pre-need contracts, that's an option you may want to consider. Uh, you may want to do it. You may not want to do it. That's up to you. Uh, there's a lot of lot of different factors that may go into that decision, but it gives you a lot more flexibility. And once again, when it comes time for the annual five-year, once at least every five-year audit, any contracts that are held by a third-party seller, it is the third-party seller that gets audited on those, not the provider in that case. So again, if you're a member of the Missouri Funeral Directors and the Bombers Association, you can become a member of the Missouri Funeral Trust. If you're interested in that, give us a call. We are not exclusive. We don't say that you have to write all your contracts with the Missouri Funeral Trust. What we ask you to do if you're interested is write a couple three. Uh, we'll set you up. We'll get you going. Write two or three contracts. See if you like it. If you like it, keep using us. If you don't like us, well, tell us why. And you don't have to use us anymore if you don't feel like it, but at least tell us why you prefer somebody else. And that helps us get better for you. Well, that's all we have here today from uh, Jefferson City. Again, uh, I hope you have a, a safe uh, Friday the 13th and that you have a good weekend. Uh, I'll be attending three different funerals uh, or visitations this weekend. Uh, and uh, so that's, uh, that's rather sad uh, for me personally because I knew all these people. And I respected them all and I will miss them all uh, this weekend. But uh, the good thing to know is all three of these funerals are being done by Missouri Funeral Director and Bombers Association member funeral homes. So I know the family is going to be taken care of. The friends are going to be taken care of and that deceased will be treated with the proper dignity and respect that they deserve, because that is what our members do. So until next time. Hope this uh, broadcast is smooth and clear and that our Internet's working great. But until then, stay safe.